Oh, Jesus. S&P 500 program trade by This podcast is brought to you by masterclasstrader.com. There you can learn professional level trading styles such as trading with depth of market or trading longer term commodity spreads. Check it out. Now, if you're interested in a 20% discount on any of the courses, type in trading with GB as your little discount code thing at the checkout. Trading with GB will get you, well, one word, trading with GB will get you 20% off any of the courses. All right, not too bad. Let's get on with it. All right, so in this podcast, we're going to take a look at the relatively new micro equity futures contracts, the micro contracts. We're going to be looking specifically at the micro S&P, the NASDAQ, the Dow, and the Dow Jones Industrial 30, uh, and the Russell 2000 Index. If you haven't, haven't heard of that one, don't worry, we'll talk about that too. These markets have now developed into one of the best tools for new traders and a great way to apply a multitude of strategies. So today we'll cover what these contracts are, some contract specs, that kind of stuff. And then we'll talk about some different ways to trade them. I'll, I'll show you four different ideas, four different approaches to trade them. If it goes a bit long, I may take that fourth one onto a next podcast, but we'll see. I'll watch my little clock ticking away. Uh, one thing I want to show you is how you can become your very own fund manager and beat almost all fund managers out there just by clicking on your mouse just a few times per year. It's a really interesting way of using these products, these micro contracts, make them possible. So stick around. I'll, I'll put that one last because I think it's quite interesting. Um, overall, it's not going to be a really long podcast, but um, we'll get to all of that stuff in a few minutes anyway. So first up, what are the micro contracts? The short answer is these are smaller futures contracts. You've heard of the E-mini, right? Well, that was a smaller version of just the regular S&P 500 futures. Uh, when it comes to micro contracts, I think there are nine of them out there, four currencies. Gold is a micro gold. Um, the currencies are the Euro US, Aussie dollar US uh, cable, the sterling, uh, and the yen. And there's a gold one as well I mentioned. But uh, the equity ones, we're only going to talk about the equity ones here today because I find that there's re it's a really interesting way we can look at trading them. Uh, the equity ones uh, is the um, the micro S&P, which is one-tenth the size of the E-mini. Okay, uh, You may be familiar with the big S&P contract. That's 200 and it used to be $500 a point. Uh, it's now $250 a point. No one really trades it. Everyone knows the E-mini. No one really knows that there's another contract out there. Well, not many people do. Uh, in fact, I don't think I've ever traded it. But um, anyway, I've traded the E-mini, of course. Uh, but now uh, we have not just the mini, but the micro, which is one-tenth of the size of that E-mini contract. So instead of $50 a point, you've got $5 a point. Right. Instead of the margin, which is oh, it's about fourteen thousand, I think twelve thousand uh, dollars, it's twelve hundred dollars. Now I'm recording this at a time of extreme volatility. Uh, it's May twenty twenty, so the uh, margins are, are almost double what they normally are. So, but even so, a twelve hundred dollar margin is pretty um, a, a pretty small contract. Right, and that essentially gives you at today's prices around about. $14,500 worth of S&P 500s. The NASDAQ, same again, $20 a tick on the regular contract, $2 a tick on the micro. 
the Russell 2000. I'll get into the Russell in a minute. Uh, $50 a tick, uh, a point, and $5 a point on the micro. The Dow contract is $5 a point. The, the micro is $50, cute little $50 a point. And they all give you um, essentially one-tenth of the uh, of the contract. The margin is one-tenth, so it's easier for smaller accounts to get involved in futures. Uh, and so it doesn't cost you a heck of a lot. The margin is a deposit. If you don't know what a margin is, it's like the deposit. It's the pay-to-play system that we have in futures. Uh, and um, they are, in fact... Um, they are equivalent of one-tenth of the contract insofar as if you have 10 of them, you can convert it or exchange it to or offset it with um, a full-size contract. They're traded on the ex same exchange, the CME. Uh, so for more information on the contract specs, check out cmegroup.com. Great website, one of my favorite trading websites. I think they do a wonderful job. Uh, so um, back to the Russell 2000. Uh, if it's a market you've never heard of or never traded, what it is is... Uh, there's a Russell 3000 index, which makes up almost all of the market. I think 96 or 98%, something like that. Uh, the Russell 2000 is the bottom 2000 of that Russell 3000. Does that make sense? So it's kind of, they, they call it the small cap index. So you've got your, the good thing about these um, contracts is you've got your S&P 500, which is the, obviously the biggest 500 stocks. You've got your Dow, which is the top 30 industrial stocks. You've got your NASDAQ, which is all the, which is the 100 uh, tech stocks. And then you've got the Russell. So you've got these indices that all move together, but all have their own little characters, characteristics. Does that make sense? So I'll talk about that more in a minute. But um, I think it's a really, the fact that they all exist together, um, I think makes it um, uh, come up, we can come up with some really good, trading strategies around it. So that's why, in fact, I'm doing this podcast. So uh, again, we've spoken about point value. Remember, they're one-tenth the size of the normal contract. They are liquid enough. Uh, let me just check some stats. I think they traded, uh, let me just find it, um, in the last year. So it's been about a year since the Micro Mini was launched, and that's traded about 215 million contracts. So that's enough. A peak day was close to 4 million contracts. That was in February. And interestingly, uh, about one third, a bit less than one third of the volume has come from non-US sources, which means, or suggests, I should say, it suggests diversified interests in the market, which is, some, which is something you always want from a market. You don't want the same guys trading the same market all the time. And I've seen that happen, and it's a dreadful market to trade, that kind of thing. Now, before we get into the four ways I think we could go about trading these, or you could, or anyone could, or whatever, some four ideas, if you like. Uh, the one negative, the biggest negative of these contracts is uh, with futures, the commission structure, if you haven't traded futures before, the way commissions work is you pay per contract that you trade. So do you immediately think you should be trading a contract that's of massive value uh, to get bang for your buck in terms of the tick size versus the uh, commission? Look, yes and no is the answer. Uh, because they're one-tenth of the size, you're not paying one-tenth of the commission. Uh, you're paying less. A lot of brokers are offering a lower commission rate for these contracts, and that's great, but they're not offering one-tenth of the commission, unfortunately. So oh, I haven't seen any, uh, but um, you still have that. But at the same time, 
you don't just look at the size of the contract or the fact that it's one tenth uh, and compare that to your commission. You've also got to look at the volatility, look at your um, average true range, that type of stuff. Uh, if a market's very quiet, very um, has very low volatility, then that's when you scrutinize your um, commission a heck of a lot more. Or if your strategy uh, is a whole shows a whole lot less uh, volatility or high number of transactions, such as um, you're trading butterflies in, in short term in euro dollars, that type of thing where you're trading four lots in and four lots out for each trade, that's when your commissions really add up. But if you're trading, you know, if you're approaching the market as a swing trader, uh, your commissions aren't really going to matter a heck of a lot if you've got a good online broker. So look, that's the one negative, uh, but it's not um, it's not a deal breaker. I don't think for I think the advantages far, far outweigh all of that. Um, so let's look at some ways to trade these markets. First of all, number one, the smaller contracts are better for beginners. And this this applies no matter what style of trading you're taking on. Uh, back in the prop trading world, we'd, we'd have our uh, trainee traders learn on a simulator. Uh, quite often the program that we would teach would last maybe a month, maybe two months. Uh, and even then, uh, the boys would uh, stay on the simulator maybe for another month. So they'd be on a simulator for three months. And that transition when they were ready to go live was a huge step. It was really hard to take them from trading on a simulator where it's not real money to this is this is your job, mate. And if you, if you don't do well, you're out. Um, and so if you're trading a bigger contract, that makes it even harder. And what we'd do is we'd come up with different ways to send a guy live to make the transition not so scary. Uh, we'd do things like, uh, say, put a guy live for a day, then take him off uh, and, and, and tell him that we're going to do that. All right, yeah, on Tuesday you're going live, but you come back on the sim on Wednesday. Uh, we did other things like we just wanted to make it less less of a scary event, you know. We'd we'd say you're only trading this one strategy. We even looked at we even spoke with one of the platforms to see if we could disguise the fact that it was a sim and have people go live and not know it. We even talked. We never did that, uh, but we spoke about it because it was very hard to send a guy live um, in a market that can be volatile, uh, and we we saw it work well. We saw it work poorly at times too. So. With these smaller contracts, it's a tinier step. And it's a, and, and for you at home trading, if you're doing something like my DOM bootcamp, following those drills, it's a tinier step from going from the simulator to the live market. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of you have heard me speak about the five-year note. It's one of my favorite contracts for a, for the, for a bunch of reasons, the, the, the T-note. Uh, but one of the reasons I like it is because it's a very small tick size and it helps you with that uh, progression from uh, sim to live. So um, the fact that these micro contracts, well, there's four of them now, uh, that can that's better than just the one t five year note. Th that can help you transition uh, into the market and trade a diversified strategy. Does that make sense? So uh, these contracts make them more viable. That's number one. Number two, now those of you who have done my uh, DOM trading bootcamp uh, on the masterclasstrader.com site might see how these contracts can be used for scalping strategies. So uh, for example, we, uh, the, the, if you haven't done the course, the, the course covers a lot of trading drills, prop trader style trading drills. Right? If you 
if you have done the course, you'd know the market making drill, uh, which involves uh, having a whole bunch of bids and a whole bunch of offers and working them constantly and doubling up on your trades and all that kind of stuff. Uh, at times, the strategy requires you to uh, average into a trade. And I can tell you all the feedback in the world uh, that I've received for this drill is that it's fantastic. It's one of those eye-opening uh, approaches to trading where people think that, that didn't even exist or that wasn't available to us little people, you know. Uh, but the, And the problem is, like, excluding these contracts, um, the problem is without deep, po deep pockets, it's hard to introduce, it's hard to trade that way in the real market. Uh, easy on the simulator, hard, harder to do in, say, let's say of the ultra bond or the long bond or something like that because of the tick size because of the average true range you know multiplied by the tick size the the daily volatility if you like with the micros you can do that and it's really you're not risking a heck of a lot to do it compared to um uh, compared to another market um, another example another strategy that we'd look at uh, in a scalping style approach would be averaging into a trade uh, and you know to do that again in the ultra bond, uh, you know you need to make sure your your wife's in your your house is in your wife's name. <laughs> so uh, that and that's a hard strategy to get right. And you might be thinking, oh, they, don't all the books say never average into a losing trade? They do. Uh, but um, it, it kind of reminds me of um, if you read that book Market Wizards, you know. Uh, Ed Sakota, I think he was in the first one or the second, I can't remember, I think it was the first one, Ed Sakota. It was a great interview. Uh, he says, um, uh, talking about the rules of trading, uh, he's, he's, rule number one was always follow the rules and that rule number two was know when to break the rules. Uh, I, I think of that when I think of averaging into a trade. Uh, you've got to get your timing right, you've got to know your market, all of that kind of stuff. But it's a strategy that can really turn nasty really quickly if you get it wrong. Uh, but with something a smaller tick size like the five-year treasury note or any of these four micro contracts, it's a fantastic way to, to, to get better at that strategy. You know, uh, another example, another drill that we do in the, um, the DOM scalping course is a, relatively, is a relative value drill uh, where we trade one market versus another. Now on the SIM, that's a great way to learn but hard to implement in the real world when um, when the market's volatile, it's it's a really boring drill when it's when the market's quiet. So you're not really learning a lot. But when the market's busy, uh, it's a great drill to learn from on the sim, uh, and potentially you know has lots of rewards when you're trading it live. Now, the smaller contracts makes these strategies a heck of a lot more viable. Right? And I'm I'm not saying you're going to go and make a million dollars just because we're trading a smaller. Uh, contract uh, what I'm saying here is how to take some uh, we can take some great concepts that work really well on the simulator that will teach you a lot when you're trading on the simulator and then you can go and apply them you've, you've got markets now to go and trade them in the real world for those scalping strategies I think these smaller contracts are fantastic okay strategy number three uh, and I feel that with these four markets, this one is a natural progression uh, for swing traders or longer term traders. So in the bootcamp, if you've done that bootcamp course, I talk a lot about interest rate markets and yield curve. And those that speak to me, you know, via email or whatever, know that you know my background or I have a good background in in trading interest rate markets and spreads. And we talk about you know one of the great reasons for trading uh, interest rates 
is to trade that yield curve and to work out um, how those markets are um, trading against each other and what's driving one versus the other, what's driving the, the five years and how it might be affecting the 30s and what's affecting the 30s and how it's driving the fives and all those kind of combinations. So with the um, CME markets, for example, you've got, um, excluding the, the very short end, you've got your five-year note, your 10-year note, your ultra 10s, your uh, T-bond, and you've got your ultra T-bond. So there's those five markets that kind of make up a one of the reasons we really like them is that um, you can trade so many different ways with those markets because you've got that correlation imperfect between them. You've got times when one leads the other and you've got times when the other one leads the, that other one. You know, So um, you've got all that variation. You can trade them outright. You can trade, uh, play follow the leader. You get all those kind of different things. You can trade yield curve strategy, your steepenings and so on. Uh, that's what's great about trading those markets. Now you can do this with these new contracts and it probably takes a little bit less maths to understand them or probably already understand the stock market first so you don't have to learn all about the interest rate markets. I still think interest rates are a great market to trade incidentally but we've now got a, a really good competitor here and one where the tick values in each of them aren't going to hurt you too much once you go live getting back to that previous point. right? So uh, with something, when you're trading yield curve, you've got, you know, you might be trading the five-year note and the 10-year note, and they're, they're okay tick values, but you've got a heck of a lot of volatility out in the long end in terms of your average daily volatility um, in the T-bond and the ultra-bond. So you still have to risk a heck of a lot to, to get into those spread trades. With these micro-contracts, you don't. You've got your mini got your NASDAQ, you've got your Russell 2000 and your Dow, um, different volatility in each of them, but not killer volatility either, particularly when you consider the Dow contract is 50 cents a tick, or 50 cents a point rather. I always make that mistake, but just ignore it. $5 a point for the Russell, $2 for the NASDAQ, and $5 for the S&P, the micro S&P, right? So when we trade um, interest rate spreads, we start looking at uh, the dollar value of a basis point, and we start applying that maths to how we spread, both in spread ratios and, and work out if there's a leader-lagger kind of uh, relationship uh, on a small level, as in you know sub-minute level, or over the course of a day, or even over the course of a longer period. Now, the same thing happens with these indices because they cover the stock market, but they cover slightly different areas of the stock market. There is no DV1, of course, for DV01 for um, indices, but you can use a volatility measure like, um, you know, your average true range, standard deviation, that type of thing. You use that to come up with your spread ratios, and then you can start charting, uh, start charting those relationships and looking for leader lagger. I mean, a great example, I mean, you don't have to do any maths to, for this one, but have a have look up what, how the, the NASDAQ has traded or rebounded this year uh, versus any of the other markets, right? So all the markets took a big dump a few weeks ago, have rallied since, and the NASDAQ has massively outperformed the other ones. It's almost back to where uh, to where it was. In fact, I'll just call it up while we're here. But it's, it's come back to almost where it was 
uh, before the sell-off. Why? Because uh, more money or more, there's been more demand for all these technology companies, everything from um, you know, buying extra screens, PCs, people working from home or people using Zoom or whatever it is. But there's been a, a shift towards those, or the, the NASDAQ has outperformed the others. Um, so NASDAQ, just looking back on 18th of February, was the high, 20th of February. Um, the mar- Early or mid-May now, uh, the market's almost back there. Whereas if you look at something like the, uh, what are we looking at here, the Russell, it looks like it's about a bit, it's had a bit past a 50% retracement. So um, you've got that shift in, um, a bit like a yield curve shift in a way, right, uh, based on uh, the economic cycle. So that's another way you can start spreading those markets. You can do that on a short-term basis, as in, you know, scalping, kind of relative value kind of scalp. Uh, but you can do it on a long term. You could have that position trade on um, for a number of months, um, you know, with a strategic view that one sector of the market is going to outperform the other. You know, and these smaller contracts makes that possible. So it's pretty cool. Uh, now, strategy number four. I'm going to pause and move this on to another podcast because I, it's, it's one I might want to ramble on a little bit about. I'm already up to 20-something minutes here. So strategy number four, and I'll just give you a preview, um, is how to, be, um, how to use these contracts to be your own fund manager. Now, that's not to say you couldn't do it without these contracts. You can. But again, these smaller contracts makes this a far more viable thing to essentially act on, act like your own fund manager. I'll talk a bit about the funds management industry too. So we're moving away from trading, more into funds management. But that's cool. Uh, but it's a really interesting approach that you could use for your own money, your own um, long-term money. Anyway, we'll talk about that in the next one. Okay, we're going to wrap it up. Remember, this podcast is brought to you by masterclasstrader.com. Check it out and use the discount code TRADINGWITHGB for a 20% discount off the courses on masterclasstrader.com. Until next time, trade well.